What would we do, baby, without us? Shalala. Hello and welcome to another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this show we'll be talking about Season 2, Episode 2 of Family Ties. This one is called The Homecoming, and it originally aired on the 12th of October, 1983. With me to talk about this episode is our very special guest host, Matt Vecchio. Well, hello, and thank you for having me on this show. Yeah, it's very possible that some people will listen to this and think I'm just, like, talking to myself, but we really are two separate individuals, right? Two separate individuals, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, you, this is, what, your third appearance on the show now? I think so. Yeah, third. Two times season one, something like that. So thanks for coming back. Mm, my pleasure. It's always fun. And uh, thanks for helping move the vehicles around so that uh, I could go pick up a bunk bed also. Nothing like recording a podcast at 8.18 on a school night. Yeah. What, what do you got to get up for? Yeah. It's good. Sha-la-la-la! So, what do you think about this episode here? Oh, it was a good episode. I had a lot of fun. We rewound the video like four times. We did to There's watch different things. Several. Well, we'll talk about those things. Yeah. Um, but let's let's kick it off since everyone kind of knows who you are, Mountain Roomscapes, and all that stuff and stuff. Um, let's uh, let's jump right into your summary. Tell us tell us about this episode. All right. So, um, let's see, Mallory. I guess it would have been easier if I wrote down notes. <laughs> but uh, Mallory has a boyfriend that is coming home from college to take her on a date to the homecoming dance. And in the meantime, I just need like a name list. That's all. <laughs> well, who are you trying to oh, think of? Alex. Yes. Um, Alex B. Keaton. Is going on a date with a... Latvian girl that he <laughs> pig farmer that's a pig farmer Inga, Inga, Inga her name's Inga which I want to talk a little bit about yeah um and then um they go on their dates and Mallory's date turns out to kind of be a bust because he's so busy enjoying being back at his home school and taking pictures of stuff that he doesn't pay attention to her and then finally they come home and Mom just lays a great pearl of wisdom that if you love someone, sometimes the best thing to do is to let them go. And so she does. And they kind of break up. Jeff and Mallory talk and they put things on hold. Yeah, they say they're going to play it by ear. They're going right? to play it by ear. So that's the that's the summary. And you were asking about this, but for those maybe that haven't been paying attention along the way, this is Jeff's third appearance. As Mallory's boyfriend. Um, right. Third out of four. He will be in one more episode. So uh, there is there is a conclusion to it, but I think it's a few episodes down the line. Okay. But he does come back. Sha-la-la-la! We rewound a number of things. Let's talk about some of the like highlight moments that like we were like, no, we gotta... What was that? All right. Within five seconds of it starting in the introduction... Um, there is a shot, and I don't know. You said that you think this probably is new for season two. Yeah, last when I was talking with uh, Kelsey and Kimmy on the last episode, she mentioned like, "Oh, is the color thing different?" 
and I, I, I don't know. I guess I just didn't pay close enough attention last time. Okay. I'm not always the most, you know, have the greatest attention to detail. But you pointed this out. So the entrance or the um, like the intro sequence is the oil painting of the family, and um, at the end it shows like this perfect finished oil painting of the whole family. And the first shot though of the entire thing is a pencil outline, and then someone looks like a kindergartner takes a brush and just does this giant red blob it on the shoulder, and it's um, it it's almost, really funny. It almost looked like fake when you after you yeah. pointed out we went back and watched it. Like it's it, like hey, we need to do a <laughs> painting scene. Can anybody paint? So um, yeah, it's I, I gotta go back and look at the title sequence i guess for a season one episode because i don't think that's in there but maybe it was and i just never noticed i don't know but it was it was, it was worth funny. watching yeah. a couple times um uh the second time i think we were around was mallory was wearing a mini skirt shirt combo thing with an elastic waist and um i'm guessing that her direction was remove letter from boyfriend from pocket and she didn't have a pocket so she like lifted up a flap on her shirt and there was like this specially constructed little pouchy thing where she pulled a letter from. It was almost like was a weird. fanny pack, but like smaller, hidden under her dress, and it only held one thing, which was the letter. I think it was an envelope that they safety pinned to her. To her, yeah. And then when she went to put it back, you could tell she couldn't get it in there, so the camera just cuts, cuts away. away and she probably yeah. just toss it over her shoulder or something. So, so go back. Yeah, that's a, that was worth. That was worth it. watching. I'm pretty sure someone in costuming. Was like, oh shoot! She doesn't have pockets. She have pockets. They could have just had it on the table or something. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It was really, it's really funny if you pay attention to that. And then, I mean, we the the next thing was um, when Jeff got there. Mallory's all nervous about um, her boyfriend visiting and stuff, and she's trying to act like college collegiate. Yeah. I don't know. She wanted to be to impressive. Princeton. I don't know if you mentioned that. Yeah, okay. So he's he goes to Princeton. League, you know, she's worried that he's too sophisticated for her now. And remember, she's wearing this elastic mini skirt thing. Yeah. And he greets everybody and then he goes, oh, and who are you? And she goes, oh, it's me, Mallory. And he goes, I know who you are. And she goes, ha ha, you're being funny. Bula bula. And I was like, what? And we like went back a couple times, like, did, what did she say? Bula Bula? Figured out how to turn on subtitles. Yes, just bula, so that you read Bula Bula. bula. So, Bula Bula, as it turns out, is one of the fight songs from Yale. But he's so, going to Princeton. But he's going to Princeton. So she got the wrong song. So college. she got the wrong, yeah, it's a funny joke. So... Um, that seems so like. I mean, do people know fight songs from colleges that aren't there? I don't know. I don't even know if if it's still a. I mean, do you? I don't know. So that was interesting. Bula bula. Bula bula. So that's pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, and there were some really funny jokes with her trying to sound like she was knowledgeable. Oh yeah, I, I wrote stuff. down a few of those. Yeah. Alex is trying to like prep her on books that she should talk about because he's a college man. Right. He mentioned the sound and the fury, Wuthering Heights, and Scarlet Pimpernel. Scarlet Pimpernel. And she mixed it oh. up as Withering, withering Pimpernel. Pimpernel. Yeah. And then Bula Bula. Wuthering Heights. Bula Bula. So, um, and then the last time, just interesting, was that um, uh, Alex paused for the audience to laugh before delivering a line. Um, yes. I don't know, which is just always fascinating, remembering, oh, this is a live, like, they film this in front of people. Right. 
So there's a lot. Uh, there's a spot. It's when they're in the kitchen and Mallory uh, is talking to the whole family, like kind of near the end of it. Right. And Alex has been going back to the phone to talk to Inga. And he goes over and she says the thing about the pin. It means l'amour, love, like that. And the crowd laughs right as he starts to say his line. And then he stops and then says it again. That's right. Because it wasn't even, it was, I think in his mind, she said l'amour means love. And I don't think he was expecting that to be like a laugh line because he had the funny line after that. Well, and it almost looks like she improvised that. Because she said it means l'amour, and then she kind of went, love, like that. I wonder if she She mouthed it. it, And it was a funny take, so they kept it, but it kind of interrupted his line. Uh, But it worked. Like, it played out with the laugh. But it's funny. I don't know why. Somebody posted a video this week, and it's I'm sure these have gone around forever, but it's clips of the Big Bang Theory without laugh track. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how not funny it is. Uh And it's really, you know, I mean, it's weird, but... I think that if you took the laugh track out of any show, it would be weird like that. It it would. It, more than that, um, I've noticed something is that sometimes if I watch something and I watch it by myself, it's good. But like watching it with Phil and Janelle, who are like a living laugh track audience, <laughs> um, it makes it ten times more funny. Well, so. and it is funny like... Even if I think something's really funny, I'm less likely to laugh out loud when I'm by myself. It oh, happens. Definitely. But, like, okay, so we got these the movie pass things, right? Yep. And so Janelle and I have been taking turns going to movies because we didn't get them for the kids and they can't go see a lot of the movies we're going to see, right? So I went to a movie actually last night and it was funny, but I was the only person in the theater. Right. So no one else is in there. And it was like a comedy drama. It's called Brad's Status, uh, which is actually really good. Um, more drama than comedy, but there were some really funny parts. And a couple of times I chuckled, but I was thinking, like, if I was in a room full of people, or even just with Janelle, yeah. I probably would be, like, laughing out loud right now. Yep. But because I'm the only one in here, like, I, and it's not that I didn't enjoy it, but you just have a different reaction. So There's no doubt there's a reason that laugh tracks were a thing. Yeah, it, absolutely. And the performance that they give is that of someone being in front of an audience. Yeah. So and if you take that different. away, it's not natural. Right. Because you don't realize it most of the time. Right. It's not until... Now, I do think that... I mean, The Big Bang Theory, to me, is not a particularly funny show. So I think that even amps it up more. I think you would laugh more at something like Family Ties with some like genuinely funny things. But... Right. If you took it away from any show with a laugh track. I don't know. I think if you were to take the laugh track away and play some, like, spooky music, some of it would be kind of creepy. Well, it is because the way that they stop and pause for laughter, it's a really weird cadence. And just some of the subject matter now, like, could be kind of creepy. Well, especially, like, some of the less politically correct stuff that Alex yeah. brings up. Yeah. yeah. yeah things like Cause that. Because that comes up occasionally. It does. Yeah, there's a couple on this one that definitely would not fly in modern... Ooh. No. I mean, except that his character is the character that is... And I was really proud of Mallory in this episode. Yeah? She was, like... She was a strong person. Well, it's funny. She I mean, took care of herself. She is portrayed that way kind of throughout the series. But even still, Alex is very, you know... Puts him down and... Yeah. I mean, and it's funny. And that's the point, is it's a joke. Yeah. But but she kind of holds her own enough against him that yeah. they kind of get away with it. Because she says plenty of stuff making fun of him all throughout, too. Right. Different things, you know. But I think there's enough of a balance that they pull it off. Right. There are times when 
Alex is like really, really mean. <laughs> so if anyone's bored at home, get a clip of Alex saying something off color, take out the laugh track, and put some like spooky stalker music on it and uh, yes, show and, it. Yeah, show us. Upload it and then email it uh, AlexBKeaton is my friend at gmail.com. I would love that. That would see be that. amazing. I will I I will post that and share it all over the place if you guys do. I'll even put it on my Twitter which is at Family Ties Pod. Wow. Which I think I think I did one extra um, tweet this week, and I'm up to 34 followers now. No way. Yes way, Ted. Sha la la la. Um, okay, one other funny thing that I noticed um, in the show. This is just kind of a little side thing because there was a whole part at the end where they go to the dance, and um, you know Jeff's just going around and. Checking out old stuff from his childhood or from his yeah right. from four months beforehand. It was all um, from one shot though. Yeah, which in is like, always fascinating. In the hallway outside of the dance. It's in the hallway outside of the dance, and you got a little bit of locker on one side and a drinking fountain on the other, and a door with lights flashing from the the gym. Right. Well, because if they had to build a gym set and have a band, it would have cost ten times that. Or they right. could hey, here's a hallway and. Um, a table and some lockers, like yeah, yeah. There we go. We're gonna set. Um, so that was funny. And then the fact that Alex's whole the whole B plot with Alex and the this girl Inga. Oh, I want to talk about that. Well, they never show her first of all, and but there's a whole like bit with him like being pulled onto the floor and stuff by her, but you never see her, right? Um, or hear her for that matter. Why did he go out with her? I still don't get that because he's like this. Um, ladies man and like why does he go out with a farm girl well they I don't get that they had a whole conversation about it which I don't remember exactly but because he doesn't want to do blind dates but someone like set him up or something I think is what it was I can't remember exactly but so he had to go through with it but then at the end he was still trying to convince his dad that it was like a good thing that you know oh she's providing the food for the future of America and maybe she's just really pretty here's some corn <laughs> <laughs> they didn't show her, so we don't there know. There we go. Um, but the other funny thing I just I noticed at the dance is they had a sign outside that said how much the dance cost. Did you notice that? Yeah, three fifty. Three dollars and fifty cents. Yeah. I wonder. I don't know what dances are going for these days. <laughs> um, but like when I was in high school, which was in the nineties, um, I think we paid somewhere around like ten bucks or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I want to say maybe even like eight dollars. That's funny. Um, so you know, it, it's fitting. One other interesting thing uh-huh. was that um, this was Michael J. Fox yeah. at a school dance. Oh, yeah. Ah. Do you think he went up and played guitar for That's what I was thinking. Um, speaking of music, <laughs> there was some <laughs> really some funny great music tracks. Oh, yeah, because... It was and, just at the dance, right? Uh, yeah, just at the dance. They had some, you know, really, really good can tracks for like the, what the music was playing at the dance when they got there and then they had some like country music because Ingo went up and convinced them to play Turkey in the Straw or something except that it was supposed to be a live band and that first yeah. track was clearly not a live no, band no and then it was like okay boys one two three and then it was like this <laughs> classic yeah. yeah so then um Mallory um, <laughs> Mallory's standing there with um with Alex and and they're like both exhausted because Mallory's boyfriend's running around taking pictures and Inga's been making him hoe down or whatever. 
and all of a sudden this like synth intro comes Again, on another very canned track very canned and Mallory goes oh man that's my favorite song <laughs> I know and, I would love to live in the universe where like a teenager's favorite song is a canned song <laughs> yes so, but, I mean I don't know I just I love it I wonder like at what point did we start getting real songs in TV shows I don't know obviously like in the 90s that was not a thing like they had real songs right so yeah. at, at some point we went over to a, let's license music it's that must have been a great moment that would be an interesting thing at what point when did they start doing that like was there a show where all of a sudden i mean i know there was like some turning points like for instance in uh what is it like the late 90s or early 2000s when the oc was on and they started getting real like cool bands like indie bands and it kind of helped to blow up that whole scene and everything so there's been turning points but at some point i mean you know like uh you know in the 90s like shows in the 90s had like real songs sometimes so it had to be a a turning point i'd be i don't know how we'd find that out but i don't know but this was definitely not a real song and mallory's favorite song is that's my favorite song and then they went and danced together yeah because both of their dates were doing other things <laughs> so that was great that was it was it was a fun episode i enjoyed it, it a lot very very fun there's you know genuine like funny laughs and then also just some really funny things about the show and structure oh yeah itself. yeah there were some funny jokes Sha-la-la-la. okay so we've got some guest stars in the show uh that we're gonna talk about real quick now the guy who played Jeff, John Dukakis, we've gone over in detail mm-hmm, before, mm-hmm. so we need to go into his whole back thing. Um, I mentioned that this is his third appearance on right. the show, and he'll have one more in 1984, so probably later on this season, I'm assuming. Um, I don't know if you remember from it before, but he's the one that was, I think he was the son or stepson or something like that of uh, Michael Dukakis, who ran for president back in the 80s. Right. Went on to a whole political career and producing. He has a real interesting backstory. We're not going to go into all that. The only other person that is credited in the show, do you remember who? Was there another person? There is. Well, there were. There was a couple just inside the gym door. Oh, the teacher. The teacher, yeah. The teacher. That That's the only other one that was even credited. Those people inside the door were just total extras. He was... And then the, whoever did the voice of Yeehaw or Sweet, Sweet. That was probably just a producer or something like that. Um... Uh, Mr. Needham, which is his favorite teacher that didn't Mr. know who he Needham. was. Mr. Um, is played by a guy named Bob Sudiker. I'm not sure how you say that. Sudiker. Yeah. T-Z-U-D-I-K-R. Sudiker. Um, this is his only time on the show. He's not a recurring character. Sudiker. He was in, like, I don't know, ten or so different special guest spots. Like, right. playing little bit pieces here and there on other shows. Right. But what's interesting about him, he's actually a writer also, and he's probably better known for stuff he's written. Huh. Um, and I just got a little chunk of stuff that he's written. He wrote a bunch of stuff for Disney. Really? Um, he wrote Newsies. He was credited he as... wrote Newsies? He wrote Newsies. He oh, was, man, I'm, I'm sure that people are going to be like, how do you not know that? I, I don't know. I mean, maybe people Have you will seen know. Newsies? Yeah, back in the it's day. It's good. It's really good. It's fine. No, it's good. Okay, it's good. You should watch it. I've watched it. It's on Netflix. Um, he also did... He was credited as a writer on The Lion King for additional story material. Uh-huh. Not main writer. Um, he wrote the animation screenplay for Hunchback of Notre Dame. 
Hmm. So I don't know what that means. Um, he also wrote Anastasia and Tarzan. I know Anastasia is not Disney, but um, he did some a TV show, Quack Pack, and then he started getting into the sequels. Oh yeah, he did 102 Dalmatians, Hunchback of Notre Dame two. Although that was no, he was just uncredited because he created characters for the first one. Got it. And then Tarzan two did a screenplay for the straight to video one. So huh. he did some of those. I just, that was just an interesting. How that guy happened to be walk-on like teacher in Family Ties, because this was nine years before his first credit as writing, which was Newsies. Well, you know, there's probably a really good story about like the probably. way he worked his way into Hollywood. Yeah, you know, because he had a bunch of bit parts where it was like his character was named Doctor or Customer or whatever. You know, like he did his he didn't so do a lot. He's on the set and and he like walked through and did this whole thing. Hey. Real quick, guys, while you're while I got your yeah, attention, I got, this, I got this idea I want to tell you about. Right. I've been doing some writing on the side. Yeah. It's about newsies. Whatever. That's okay. It's fine. I, I watched it. There was like when? in college. Because there's people that were like obsessed with it. Oh. It's All right. fine. It's fine. You know, a musical's gotta be really special for me to super be into it. That's I don't. Fair. I don't like musicals that are musicals for the sake of being musicals. I remember watching it when I was in high school, so not that long ago, and really enjoying it. But I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen it since then. So yeah, you know, newsies. Sha la la la. You got any favorite quotes? Do you have any quotes of the episode? Your favorite quote? Oh well, I mean, it was definitely Bula Bula. Bula Bula. Bula yeah. Bula. I mean, yeah, that's gonna live down in infamy. But then I, I just love that, like the wisdom quote from this episode. Yeah, was when you love someone, you need to let them go, um, and that was the big takeaway for Mallory. It was, and she learned that. My favorite funny quotes um, when he said Jeff was talking to Mallory, and he said, "Did oh. I tell you in a few weeks we go against Yale and Polo?" She goes, and "She well, says, what oh, are they what gonna wear?" Yeah, um, I think that's like a type of clothing, right? Yeah, yeah, polo shirt. Yeah, um, and then one other one is that um, Alex oh. is like walking through the room, and he's got like a ton of, of books piled up, and and um, the, he goes, "Ah, uh, so you're gonna." Dad says, I see you're going to unwind for the weekend. Yeah, and he says, I like to stay wound, Dad. It's what gives me my edge. <laughs> <laughs> he just has so many good little just zingers. And yep. He, he is, is in, you can see why I thought he was just the coolest. No, I can't. As a kid. But he's also, like, such a big jerk. But then he's compassionate sometimes. It's a, it's a fascinating dynamic. I thought of one other thing I wanted to mention. For okay, one other thing. That's good. Um... And some of it's probably just set design, but some of it is definitely just the era. The the house, like the background in the house and stuff, everything just looks so foreign and weird. And, like, how did you actually interact with this stuff? Like, I don't know. All of the lighting in the entire kitchen were these yellow flame lamps in front of a plate. <laughs> and, um, I don't know. And then they have, like, these weird candle chandelier things. I don't even know how they cleaned it. And just... Like, the stove had all these weird doilies on it, and everything just... I don't know. I don't even know how you'd, like, move around and interact there. But here's the funny thing, though. Like, I think part of it comes from being younger, because as someone who was around in the 80s, 
Mm-hmm. I just it doesn't look that weird. I I remember kitchens and houses looking that way. Like there were just so many things on the wall. Yeah, I mean I'm not saying everyone's house did, but I'm just saying to me like I I recognize that as like a, a how it looked back then. It's, uh-huh. it's from that era, you know. I don't know. I just I wouldn't know where to sit or what to touch or not touch. Yeah, it was a that was that was a. Think thing. about Grandpa Vecchio's house, which I know is like. Yeah, but you know what. I, when I went to his house, I didn't know where to sit or what not to okay. touch. So you recognize it as a reality, just not something you would want to have to live with. I just don't understand it. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how people live there. I don't know how Grandpa Vecchio lived in his house. I don't know, because, well, he knew what he was allowed to touch. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. It, it's, I don't know. You can touch whatever here. Just don't knock over stuff, I guess. Well, that's it. I mean, I don't know. Like, a modern house, you can tell what has function and what doesn't i it was it's just weird weird to me we've always like with our kids it's funny like they know they can go anywhere in the house there's one spot in the house that i asked them not to hang out in is you know it the closet with the water heater no they can I and mean, there's too much stuff in there for them to climb in there the other side of your bed where the cds are no they go over there oh this is interesting. You don't know? They're allowed to go there. I just ask them, like, be careful and not hang out there too much. It's by my record player. Oh, yeah, I don't that's want... true. <laughs> I don't want them messing up my records. Yeah, well, you also have, like, all your collectible stuff on the, sh- the desk over yeah, there. Yeah, it's, it's a big old pile of mess there. It's my desk. is by the record player there, so. But here's the thing. That's where you keep the paper. That's where Daddy's supply of paper it is, for crafts so They're allowed to go over there to get the paper, uh-huh. but they just can't dwell. Have you ever thought about moving the paper? Because no. that's the only reason they go back that's there is for the, the paper. That's where the paper is kept, though. <laughs> and see, this is why I understand the Keaton's house, because I just have a way of things and where the stuff is, and... That's where it goes. What would happen if you just... Okay, why do you have the paper over there? Because the printer is there. When was the last time you were able to use that printer? Oh, I used the printer last week. Oh. On Friday. I oh. used the printer on Friday. All right. I finally figured out if I actually connect it with a USB thing to my computer, I can get it to work. Uh. Whereas, if it, for whatever reason, the wireless wasn't working. But I got it to work now. So move the printer somewhere else, too. If the printer and the paper move there, that's the only thing that you use in that corner. Well, that's where I pile stuff when I need to like deal with exactly. something later. Uh, see, I just I'm saying I relate to them having their things everywhere in the way that they like. I to get have that, them. but it's still just it looks like I would not be comfortable walking into that room. I wouldn't know, I and I don't even know how to explain it. Um, but it, it, I mean, in seeing like when we were in the castles in Denmark, seeing like the furniture and stuff. I mean, I'm a big guy, but. Like, just seeing some of the stuff they had, it's like, you actually, like, use these things? <laughs> right, and right. It's just so weird to me. Like, I don't know. We have a world of things that I know. I don't know. I don't even know <laughs> what I'm trying to say, but... All right. You don't get their house. I don't get their house. Someone's going to relate with that. Someone will. Someone is thinking that same thing. One of your 30 Twitter followers. 34. 34. But I don't know if they all listen to the show, but I know the listeners of the show will know. Yes. So they can write in at alexpkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com and tell you, yes, I get it. There it is. I get it. Sha-la-la-la! All right, what's the moral of this episode? The moral of this episode... I think you kind of summed it up already. I, I did, yeah. Is it, but I don't know. I think it's actually a little deeper than that, too. Yeah. Um, is that... 
Oh, actually, I think co- different characters came away with different lessons. They did. You're right. Yeah. Jeff's um, lesson that he learned was that it doesn't do any good to like dwell on the past, and sometimes you just have to do the hard thing because it's the right thing, which is for him going back to college and, and sucking it up and, and getting through his first Not year. running from your problems. Not running from your problems. That's a good way to put it. All right. Mallory's lesson, I think, was just when you love something, you have to let it go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Or um, that that she can't control somebody else. Well, I think maybe just like a little bit of perspective on yeah. oh, looking at people's motivations. That's something else. Okay. Jeff is a freshman in college. Yeah. Mallory is 15. Yeah. That's like Amy dating a college age guy. Yes, which is our little sister for those who oh, don't yeah. know who that is. Yes. Who is 15 or 16? Or? Yeah, 15. 15. So um, that was interesting. Yeah. And I'm, I want to kind of want to go back and look and see if that's how. I feel like the gap wasn't that big. Yeah, but now, like, college and 15-year-old but I is also, a lot bigger. I also wonder, because I feel like we've been trying to establish, like, exactly what ages they are, and I almost wonder if they're stretching it a bit to try to keep them in high school longer for the show to work longer. Could be, but they actually said no, I know. was 15 in this episode. No, you're absolutely right. I'm just wondering, like, if that is consistent right. with what it's been. So, so um, I mean, the fact that she's dating a college guy is just a... Um, coincidence of with the fact that they're stretching the show out. It meant she was a freshman when he was a senior. Yeah, but so, I don't know. So yeah. Anyway, so her lesson was to let go and and to realize that everything doesn't have to revolve around him liking her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. And Alex's lesson. What was, was Alex's lesson? It though? was. Date if you date a Latvian pig farmer, be careful about going to the dance with them. Yeah, and then she'll bring home ears of corn for you. Yeah, what that was that was as about as over the top as Family Ties gets. Yeah. He had like he said that the ducks followed them home. Yeah, and stray ducks and but she like had like hay in his hair and stuff. Or, yeah, you know he had like a you know the classic you know stick of oh, hay yeah, in yeah, his yeah, mouth. That's right. That's right. And corn on the table and oh such a great time. So that was his lesson. Steven's lesson was um I don't know. I <laughs> you feel said like everyone just, had a lesson. They're just like um Steven's just in the background going, ha, okay. Well Steven and know. Jennifer had the most like kind of you know in the background part of time. But their best little bit was when Steven was like, you know, what are you gonna get start going steady at fifteen and then then get engaged at eighteen and get married at twenty and then oh, yeah. Jennifer's like Oh, isn't that what you and mommy did? He's That's like, right. But then he didn't say anything after that. That's true. But And both of the parents were very concerned about Jeff leaving college and coming back home to be with her. Oh, about her going steady. Yeah. Because going steady meant something different all of a sudden. Well, it's just more of a commitment, I guess. Yeah. So, so their lesson was that um, we were right and... You shouldn't have been going steady with your boyfriend. <laughs> I told you so. That's it was an I told you so. Yes. So. And uh, I think. What was the teacher's lesson? <laughs> the teacher, That's the only other credited person. It, it was uh, find the student to clean up the punch. Doesn't for matter you. if you know his name or not. <laughs> you won't have to do it. Okay. Yeah. There you Good go. job. 
Um, and I think our lesson is it's time to wrap it up here. That's it. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Show. It was a blast. Um, tell us uh, where we can find you on the interwebs. Mountainroomescapes.com, Facebook.com slash Mountainroomescapes, or... Is there an or? I don't know. I think it's Mountain Room Escape on uh, Instagram. I have like three pictures there. It's pretty oh, great. So if you want to yeah. maybe find it on Instagram. And at Mountain Room Escapes or Mountain Room Escape. I can't remember if I could fit the S there either. On Twitter? On Twitter. So, All right. You know. I don't even know if I follow you on that. Or at, at Mountain Room Escapes in Big Bear. That's right. Just opening a second location That's, in the village. Come on up there and check it out. It's pretty awesome. Well, and uh, I think um, I think it's going to do it. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Um, if you would like to keep up with us on the internet, again, uh, our Twitter is at Family Ties Pod. You can find us on Facebook, AlexBKeatonIsMyFriend.com. Um, all those wonderful places. Also, um, if you would like to follow along and watch Family Ties with us as we're doing this, you can do that with an Amazon Prime subscription, and it's uh, included with that. Um, so you should definitely do that. All right. Thanks again, Matt, for joining us. Thank you for listening at home. And we'll see you next week for another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through. What would we do, baby? Without